It's uh, funny because it is, it's biograph- autobiographical. It's true. Yes. All of it's true. All of it. The Force, the Jedi, all of it. It's like poetry. It rhymes. It, he's the key to all of this. It's, b- b- Buster we, Rhymes. Buster Rhymes is the key to all of this. Bustin Rhymes. Bustin. Bustin. Neil Ciceriga. Potter Puppet Pals. Big Damn Cast. Kevin Bacon. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Six Degrees of Waste of Time. Um, I'm Chris, hacked by the Studio Johnson. And I am one of the four or more narratives in Shane Black's The Predator. We'll get around to that. As this is part two of our Predator uh, sort of retrospective, all of this time, of course, looking toward the present and possibly future of the franchise with a review of the movie, because we've seen it already. We're going to talk all about we've it. We've literally seen it like two hours ago. I know. It was it was an experience. Uh, but also, we've got some news to catch up on. Yes. Uh, a little bit from last week about Captain Marvel. Some Captain breaking Marvel. news as of the recording of this on Wednesday the 12th of September. Literally breaking the internet. Yes. Uh, but first, where have you been? I mean, you we were definitely here last week. Definitely. definitely, it wasn't a pre-recorded episode. Night. No, I was in I was in Devon and Cornwall last last week. I spent a couple of days in uh, Paynton in Devon, camping, and then we moved on to uh, Tintagel in Cornwall, the uh, apparent birthplace of King Arthur. Arthur, King of the Britons. Arthur, King of. The- so everywhere in the little town is named something. Lancelot Cafe. And yeah, there's the King Arthur's Arms. Um, there's like the, ca- the Galahad's Hotel. legs, yeah, all sorts of everywhere. Guinevere's like, cooch. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> all right, Merlin's cooch. Mordred's market. Hey, hey. Oh, I did a one. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's like pulling Galahad's swords. It's like pulling swords from a stone, getting puns out of this. Oh. Um, no swords in stones. Lots of stones. Mm. Like everywhere is slate cliffs. Everywhere on that stretch of Cornwall coast. So I was like, we were staying between, in between, you know, on a campsite in between uh, Tintagel and Boss Castle. Aye. And we were literally on the top of a cliff. Oh. Like the, the, the campsite <laughs> just. Like the wrong sort of breeze. The campsite was on the coast. <laughs> And it curved right the way around where all the it's mostly camper like caravans and camper vans. Mm. The tent pitches Statics and things like that. Yeah. yeah. But the the um no, no, like Taurus. Oh, damn, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um no, uh, so it curved right round and then it came up up uphill and we were just on the top of this cliff. Like it's a nice it's a nice big grassy bit on top of this big slate cliff. So there's a bunch of like pitches for campers and caravans and then there's a few tent pictures as well so we were we woke I woke up in the morning stuck me out at the tent and I was literally looking over the Atlantic Ocean nice yes and then a seagull pinched your sausages oh, no. did you take a little um, little uh, gas cooker or a little yes. portable gas cooker yes They're great so some beans were had. Yeah, we plenty of beans. You can, you can, you can, if you if you get like canned foods, they're great for that sort of stuff. You can like canned uh, canned potato, new potatoes, and like peas, and do stuff like that. Well, we got one hob, chicken in white wine sauce. You can do it in one pan, or put two pans up on top of each other and switch them over every now and again. 
What? I'm 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 a veteran at this. I did. We did make. <laughs> we did attempt to make s'mores. Oh, when you say attempt, did you mean you just farted on a marshmallow? Listen, we got the marshmallows. You're not denying it. And we burnt them. Oh. But they were nice and soft, and we had some chocolate, and we had digestives. Because I asked an American girl I worked with for a little bit what the best alternative was. For s'mores, the UK equivalent. Because we don't have graham crackers over here. True. graham crackers. Yeah, well, (laughs) graham. Graham crackers. Hey there, graham. Um, Hey there, Laura Croft. Or or cinnamon grams. (laughs) Golden Um, grams. Golden golden grahams. Mm -hmm. Uh, I miss him being called golden grahams. Um, And and apparently she said digestives are pretty close. Okay, alright. So So. you got the experience to a degree. Yeah, it it was very messy. Damn. And we spent a week. And what about the smalls? Hey! <laughs> and of course, Dirt. you don't want to spend a week sleeping on a slightly inflated memory foam mat mm. um, on top of hard ground. Was it the kind where, it, like, at the start of the night it was cosy, and by the no, end of the, I mean, the morning you were like, why do I hurt? It wasn't like an air mattress, it was like a memory foam mattress that sort of self inflated. Right! Like throwing okay. air into it yeah. itself, but so there's no motor or anything, you don't have to blow it up. It's just got like a one-way valve, though air comes into it over time. Okay. But it just, it's not quite thick enough. It, it, I think those things are built to keep you comfortable at the least, but make you more appreciative of your bed when you get home. The, oh, boy, did it. Because, <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm asleep, I'm asleep, I'm asleep. Oh, there's a root in my back. <laughs> Um, yeah. I'm asleep, I'm asleep, I'm asleep. There's a squirrel on my sack. Hey! I'm asleep, I'm asleep, I'm asleep. Yo, lordy, take me back to them sweet no old hills of... Oh, yeah, no no squirrels, okay. thankfully. But, oh? while we were away... Yeah? Of course, the first proper photos dropped from the, the, s- the upcoming... Heavens. The from space, Captain Marvel, yeah, showing us not to be uh, confused with the other Captain Marvel, who's not called Captain no, Marvel. No, no, this is the the Brie Larson starring MCU Captain Marvel film. Which the is next out in MCU film, February, uh, no, uh, April, I believe, April, because okay. it's a- April uh, for both that and Shazam. So both the characters oh. who've been known as Captain Marvel over the decades are getting their movie released at the same time. So is Infinity War next summer then? Uh, yeah, the, the release slate for next year they've just gone back for reshoots on Infinity War. Yeah, Captain Marvel's April, early April, so yeah. it could be late March for the UK. Um, Infinity yeah, yeah, War is late May, mid-June. and then So there's not much gap between those two. And then Spidey's late July, early August. Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. I was like to call it. Bam, 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 bam. This doesn't really fit on a poster, though. Uh, should do. So, do you remember these those little holographic posters in tiny windows in Odeon cinemas? Where it'd be just like a holographic image, and you walk past yeah, it. And you see like a, yeah, a thing. Yeah. They should do that now, but it's just a poster that, that sings for, it. Um, they did the they did the one that for Prisoner of Azkaban with the serious black. Yeah, portrait. which works yeah. for that because yeah. it's like yeah, it does that in the film. It's a moving photo. Yes. For everything else, you just have to get really close, and it's like the worst advertising in the world because you have to get mega close to see this graphic. Yeah, it's like what's the point? It was bad. Print a big ass poster. Anyway. Harry Potter and the big-ass poster. Can we talk about the Captain Marvel pictures? We fucking can, sunshine. So um, she's graced the cover of Entertainment Weekly. Yes, we've got uh, red, I, red and blue I, costume. Proper red and blue costume. I remember seeing a tweet. I can't remember who it was by. Apologies if it's someone listening to the show. Um, but someone posted the Entertainment Weekly cover from the other week with Jodie Whittaker on the front. And the Entertainment Jody Weekly Whittaker. cover with Brie Larson on the front. So the Doctor Who and Captain Marvel covers. 
and wrote a caption along the lines of uh, loving that blonde space queen big dick energy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yes. That's um, a mixed message. I'm yeah. not going to lie. All right. Big vagina energy. No, it doesn't, also, doesn't work. Also, doesn't work. No. doesn't work. Hmm. But yeah, Let's so, just keep the genitals out of this. But yeah, we, as you say, we finally <laughs> see the costume, like the red and yeah. blue and yellow. Like we get to see it. Yeah. And it is a recolored version of the, the, the sort the of Creed. the Marvel Because we also form. see Jude Law as Marvel. Well, it's not been confirmed his. that he's Marvel. It, it, notably, they don't give his name in this article, I even though they give was... it for other characters and actors. But he's got to be. He's got to be. I thought he was already confirmed army, as Marvel. But none of them are blue. Which means that... Some of the other characters the, are. Well, there's like a grey washed out one. There's, one of, there's a woman in the in the And there's the Ronan. Team, and there's Ronan. Yeah. Um, in comic accurate looking armour as well. The green with the plates and everything. Yeah. Full blown Ronan the Accuser. Because of course it's Just without set. any dark eyes going on. This he's he's going to be a villainous presence in it though. He's going to be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've got a feeling because it's the Kree Skull Kree Scroll War. It's set, yeah. It's set in the so 90s. Ronan's so Ronan's definitely going to yeah. be getting up in that his age because no, you've got pe- that. You know, yeah. it's set in the nineties because Carol Danvers is wearing a nine-inch nails t-shirt. Yes, um, we don't get to see Coulson in the preview pics, but we get to see yeah, Nick Fury. D H Sam Jackson with both yeah. eyes. He got to keep both eyes open on this yeah. one. Oh, and it makes Good. me realise that the Civil War scene with Tony. And pre-credit yeah. scenes for Ant-Man. Yeah. And um, what's the other one with a significant de-aging scene? Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Those scenes, I think, were test runs oh, yeah. for doing it to one of their actors for an entire movie. Well, that's... And that, that's what's happening in this with Nick Fury. All that stuff's been been test runs for both across this and the stuff they did in Rogue One with the recreating um, Tarkin and yeah. young Carrie Fisher. Less successfully in that movie. Yeah. More successfully know. in the Marvel. The Marvel ones have the only have the slight uncanny yeah. valley feel because you're just like, that's not what the actor looks like. I feel, but I recognise that that is the actor performing it, so it feels weird. I feel like the Tarkin... Apart from Bill Foster, where they're just like, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's kid, you look exactly like your dad. Yeah. It'll be him. We'll digitally alter your face slightly. Just enough. Yeah. Um, Tarkin in... Um, Rouge Wayne. In Rogue One. Well, I, th- I think I would prefer it if they hadn't tried... If they hadn't put... Too many Peter scenes. Cushing's face on Guy Henry. If mm. they'd have just made Guy Henry up to look a bit more Cushing esque, like the actor who you see at the very end of Revenge of the Sith, briefly. Yes. Yeah. Although those prosthetics might have been so extensive, he might not have been able to talk. So yeah, who knows? That's true. Um, I don't know the that's level. Cool. And I'm honestly shocked that that wasn't CG'd because those movies were lousy for C- for bad CG. So mm, it's um. All I know is the the still image of Sam Jackson works. Yes, whether the, it will work in motion for a whole movie or not is another thing. But I tell you what does look good in those pictures, or at least looks uh, so uh, brilliantly put together that I was blown away by the fact we're at that point now where these characters can be in it. Scrolls from outer space, the motherfucking scrolls. Yeah, boy. On loan slash bought back from, I guess, the the void of Disney Fox hybridization. I think, again, it's difficult to, te- to so, say. Yeah, some to characters tell. exist yeah. in between. Because the scrolls were in the first draft for Avengers. Yeah. And then for legal reasons, they went no. And they changed them into the Chitauri, yeah. who are based on the Chitauri from the Ultimate Comics, which were a replacement for the scrolls because they were trying to figure out what to do with it and they didn't want yeah. to just go full blown scroll. 
Um, and then eventually they start but doing nothing the like stuff. the ultimate version of the Chitauri. Oh no! But like the name, the but name, and the, the and 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 so the the, the fake because when you see their faces, the faces are the same. That's yeah, kind of it, really. Sort of. Um, but yeah, so it's it's you know it, it's cool. That the, the, the scrolls sort of exist in that the same sort of space as Quicksilver does, where it's like. Quicksilver belongs to both the X X Men franchise and the Avengers franchise, so we can use him. Yeah, and the scrolls belong to both the Fantastic Four franchise primarily. They're the most recurring enemies of the scrolls in the comics. Yeah, and the Avengers because in recent years the scrolls have been part of big event books that the Avengers have mostly. Been well, part even of. going back to the original Kree Scroll War, that was mm. in the seventies. Yeah, that a lot of a lot of like races and things like that of the Marvel Universe have become sort of omni-villains so they're not relegated to just one sort of set of of, of heroes so Aye. to speak um, so yeah they look cool they yeah. look like scrolls. again uh, we'll see what they look like not in at all like Piccolo in the Dragon Ball Z film not at all let's not let's but, not but at least you look at it and you go yeah, I still would like to visit briefly the alternate universe where Willem Dafoe uh, was given prosthetics to play oh, the Green Goblin. Man. The ADI tests where he had like lenses for I eyes. Th- I think they look prosthetics. Great. They look really cool, and the scrolls look really cool. And like, there seems here's something here's a weird little thing. Okay. Have you noticed they don't like hats on uh, some of their villains? Um, namely, in this case, Thanos very quickly loses his headgear. Yeah. And is a big, bold, beautiful, thick boy. Well, they imply that he gets bigger every stone he gets. Yeah, but also, so but also, sort of, but also, he just sort of yeah takes it off, yeah. and, and also it's that vulnerability thing of he don't need no armor now. I don't need no armor, boy. Um, but the he scrolls as well. Skeleton under his skin. Oh God, we'll get around to that. <laughs> also, the scrolls don't have like they normally have like a cap or a helmet on, and in this they don't. The scales on their head are sort yeah, of speckled purple instead. It's yeah, like, like, like yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I, really I don't know what you mean. Really odd. interesting. So Ron the Accuser, Ron the Accuser sort of has like a mask as part of his cowl in yeah, the comics. Yeah, yeah. And in this, he has some black paint on his face in Guardians. And in this one, nothing. It's like, huh. I don't, I'm assuming this is a set bef- a time before he goes full on crazy religious zealot. Or at least, um, because Korath's in that group of, of Kree yeah. warriors as well. But like, pre-augmentations, he just sort of looks normal. There's a name for him, but I can't remember what it is. Star something, isn't it? The... Yeah. Star cops. <laughs> star cops. Star police. Yes. They're here to arrest the star. So we'll see. Police. We'll see uh, what <laughs> how Marvel do filling out their cosmic uh, part of their film universe without James Gunn, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of yeah. comic book universes with elements so, dropping from them like flies. Again, I, again, there's no official confirmation of this, but it is As coming, of the recording of the 12th of September 2018. But it is coming from the Hollywood Reporter who tend to have good sources on this kind of thing. Apparently Henry Cavill is out as Superman. What? He was fired? No. Nope. No. Nope. He <laughs> ran out his contract? Yeah, nope. apparently. He's left. <laughs> well, apparently then they were renegotiating a new contract for... Because he has run out of contract. But they were well, he was down to four new... movies, wasn't he? Oh, maybe. But then I suppose there's a technicality there because Justice, Justice League, League became one. Be, yeah. Yeah. But I... I, I bl- but it's, They say in the report that he was negotiating his contract for a cameo in Shazam and a supporting role in the, in the Supergirl movie, which has been announced. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um... And How about you get your Superman right first before you bring in his extended family, DCEU? Apparently, um, those talks have broken down. Mm-hmm. And a contract is now lo- now no longer on the table. Which, 
has probably got something to do with his recent casting as Geralt in the Fourth Moon Witcher series from Netflix. Because uh, that's going to keep him busy for a little bit. Good casting? Um, I, I have know. no probably idea. Not. Probably not. Probably not. Um, so he's, he's proving more and more to not be that great, really, isn't he? Yes. In, in the wake of those reports, which, again, may or may not be true, mm. for, again, his, his agent <laughs> has come out on Twitter saying that the cape is still in his closet. Which so could just translate to, we've not come to a final arrangement yet. Yeah. Which could also then translate to, but we're probably going to leave. You're yeah. currently a Superman, though. Everybody, please think my guy is still employable. He's still yeah. Superman. He's a hot commodity. You want to work with he him. He is a hot commodity. Because it could be that agent thing of, don't make them think that you're not employable. He doesn't need, he doesn't need to worry about that. He's just got a fucking Netflix lead. That's true. They throw money at projects. Yeah, that's true. And they keep it busy for a while as well if it's a series. Yeah, that's true. So I think it's a six-part series or something for the first series, so I'm not sure. more to come later, but yeah. Um, but still. The, that, there's a wealth of source material there because it's based on a series of books, which... Mm, which the games divulge from very quickly. Yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> from, um, uh, but then hot on the heels of that, sir, what, yes, what rumour has resurfaced? More, yeah, again, again, rumours, uh, rumours, reports start coming out that Ben Affleck has stepped away from the Batman role properly. Probably thinking, well, probably, if Henry's and, gone, yeah. sod it, I'll go as well. For good this time, maybe. For real? Is it for, is it for real? Uh, who knows? Uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> Sorry, what? So, yeah. that That's that's the thing. So, and also talks of possible replacements is that apparently they're eyeing Michael B. Jordan for replacement Superman. Now, we've spoken about this before on the show, most recently about Bond, like in terms of actors, ethnicity, recasting and stuff. There are ways to make it work. It's a little tougher to swallow in this instance. If it's supposed to be the same guy. Because if it's meant to be the same character because of the shared universe thing, yeah, it's a bit like, wait, what? Do you know what I mean? It's all like, hang Mm. on, huh? Better idea, just reboot, man. Just reboot. Yeah. You only have to keep Wonder Woman. Just reboot. I, I, I honestly... Keep Wonder Woman. If Aquaman does well, keep Aquaman. Yeah. Reboot. Re-frickin-boot. And then if you want to give Michael B. Jordan the, the blue, you know, blue tights yeah. and, and red red shorts and cape... Go for it. You better damn well give him a good script, though. Some st- give him a good movie to work from, because uh, that's Michael B. Jordan. He's freaking great. Some, give him a good film. Some alternate suggestions. I mean, I'd love to see. Um, Just bring back Nicholas Cage, Superman. Well, some suggestions from Twitter. Yeah. How about Oscar Isaac as both Batman and Superman? I would watch both of those films and um, the, and the eventual team up movie. Dean, well, while we're at it, Wonder Woman as well. Make it Wonder Woman. Dean Kane says, I've been on a long-needed vacation. My son's now 18. I hear they're looking for a new Superman. Is there an age qualification? <laughs> no, you God-fearing, conservative, nasty <laughs> bully man. <laughs> yes, true. Yeah, um, but your series was great in the 90s, and anyone who's not seen Lois and Clark should watch it, because it's freaking great. It's more um, Superman than the DCEU Superman has ever been. Yes. It's yes. so warm and lovely and it's a shame that it's made by a horrible person. I, I would I I could go for a I could go for it's a It's like when um, you find out Hades is a twat. It doesn't enjoy it doesn't ruin your enjoyment of Hercules, but you're like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Colin O'Donoghue apparently is also a front runner. Who's that when he's at home? Uh he has Mr. Been Colin in... O'Donoghue. 
Uh, when he signed for parcels, anyway. He was Captain Killian Hook Jones on Once Upon a Time. Oh, so he's Hook. Oh, he was in yeah. The Right, uh, that Anthony Hopkins exorcism film. That was all right. Do I have the right? It was all right. Not Anthony Hopkins, do I have the right? The alt-right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> John Hamm has apparently expressed interest in yes! taking over the Batman role. Yes! Um, oh my god, yes. And then Taron Egerton as Nightwing. Yes! Yeah. And Finn Wolfhard as, 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 um, as, uh. Damien Wayne. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, free Damien. Tim Drake. Tim Drake. That, yes, that now, mm. please. And make the movies lighter, and make use of John Hamm's big defined chin in that cowl, and have fun with it, and show us winding, wind up exploding penguins. Hmm. God, that'd be so much fun. Hmm. Quick, so I'll hurry up and, and do an Ezra Miller Flash movie where he accidentally breaks time, and he's like, he comes back and he looks around and he goes, "Oh my god, everything is completely different except for Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. But everything I'm, is completely different I'm now." I'm pretty sure that that's what they're trying to do. Um, in terms of uh, precedent for Black Superman, um, Earth Twenty Three, Grant Morrison's uh, from Grant Morrison's Multiversity, has, in also pops in Final Crisis, has a uh, Black Superman who is also the president of the United States. Well, see, now that just sounds really fucking cool as a story. Yes, well, Grant Morrison does some good things sometimes. So that's that, and then other times so, he does Earth One Wonder Woman again. Waiting for official confirmations, but. Looks like Cavill's out. If Cavill's out, then Affleck's probably out. And we might get Michael B. Jordan. Can you blame Cavill, though? Really? No. I'm Superman. In three terrible movies. Again, opinion subjective. Before someone starts having a go at us, but like... The Supergirl Superman is a better Superman. He's great. What's Cavill. his name? Tyler. Tyler Hunklin. Tyler Hunklin. Well, there Hunklin. you go. It's in the freaking name, but isn't he's, it? he's quite small, so he wears lifts in his boots, which means his ass really pops. Yeah, it does. Not that I've noticed. You totally have. <laughs> I remember you showing me the set photos going, so, here's photos of Superman. Look at his ass. Look at his ass. I'm like, what? Look at that it's super like, ass. Super butt. Um, you joined Nightwing in the uh, the objectified uh, sexy oh, superhero boys lineup. Like, Dick, Dick Grayson's butt. <laughs> Dick Dick, butt. Dick's butt. Gets a lot of attention in the comics. It does. Especially, especially when he was doing the Grayson a Agent of Shade th- uh, thing. Mm. Because... Uh, Midnighter was on the uh, team as well. And Midnighter appreciates a fine manass. A manass. So, you know. Here's some interesting footage. Just yes. thought about it. Um, so the Marvel films, yes. the MCU films, yes. are very aware of and very accommodating to the cinematic trope known as the female gaze. Yes. There's an obligatory sort of shirtless scene for every yeah, male character. The, like, Even characters like Scott Lang, who don't necessarily need to be muscular, Paul Rudd is muscular as sin in that yes, man, yes. and he gets a shirtless scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star-Lord is the only one of the Guardians who randomly gets sprayed in a slow-mo mm-hmm. sequence in the first mm-hmm. movie by the prison uh, bots, and, and is just shirtless and dripping. Dave Bautista spends the whole time topless anyway. Exactly. Uh, like every time Hemsworth's arms flex, like a million vaginas and penises explode. <laughs> I've noticed in the DCEU. Exp- oh yeah. Oh my penis exploded! I'm gonna go. In the DCEU, it's just Cavill and Affleck, and both times it feels more like it's for Snyder's benefit. Yeah. It's like check out his gains, bro. <laughs> like that's what it seems more like in those yeah. movies. Instead of hi, audience members. 
here's some sexy men. Yeah. It's like, hey, all these members, watch me jerk off whilst Batman beats a tire. I, w- I want the big barrel-chested su- Superman. Yeah. Not like the super, not like the super ripped Superman. Like he's big and strong, but you can also put. He's farm boy strong. He's not like yeah. CrossFit strong. <clears throat> yeah. There's an alternate timeline where, like, ten years ago, Nathan Fillion's playing the part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, straight off a of Firefly-style, like, you know, farm farmhand, like, slightly rugged, quirky persona sort of thing yeah, going on. Yeah. That build, build up some muscle. There's an alternate timeline where late 90s, early 2000s, Brendan Fraser is playing Superman, and it would work. Yeah! <laughs> the mummy Brendan mummy Fraser. Mummy Brendan Fraser. Yeah. That would work. Yeah, that would work That's like exactly crazy. The kind of build I'm, I'm, In I'm fact, about. if you're gonna do Dark Knight Returns at some point, because of course they're gonna, they're eventually gonna do it again. Because even though they used all the visuals from it, they'll do it again at some point. Cast Fraser as Superman. Give him some personal training. Get him to sort of get the the, the triangle upper body yeah. shape a bit, but yeah. let him carry that. Because obviously, in that he's meant to be like a cheesy mascot, presidential like assistant, all that shite. And yeah. Cut that image and look a bit younger than Batman because Batman looks haggard as hell, and yeah. Superman looks much better for his time. Like Superman hasn't a... aged in Dan Returns. Yeah, he's just sort of a bit stockier. He's got a little, little bit of crow's feet, the edge oh, of the eye, well, and that's yeah. about it. That might just be Frank Miller's art style, though. Yeah, he loves crow's feet. Do you know what else loves crow's feet? No, neither do I. I don't think the segue works. People who like birds to eat. Is there much meat on a crow's feet? <laughs> is there meat on a crow's feet beat the meat treat the feet to the sweet oh, milky seat okay that's yeah. what you've got to do um, now we're going to treat your meat oh uh, oh hi we've been off for two to, weeks to a review <laughs> of The Predator starring not not Predator not Predator 2 not, not Predators the Predator. The definite article, you might say. Hey, it's The Predator from my movie. The Predator. Non-spoiler section first, ladies and gentlemen, but let's just dive right into that filth basket. Listen. The Predator is a 2018 sci-fi action motion picture starring Boyd Holbrook, uh, Olivia, Olivia Munn, uh, who else is in the fuck of it? Sterling K. Brown. Yes. Who's great. Um, uh, Keegan Michael Key, uh, Thomas Jane, Ivan Oh, she's um, lovely. She's great. Mostly, the... most people will know her now for the Handmaid's Tale, but I'm like Chuck, Jacob Tremblay. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh. Da, da, da. Jake Busey briefly. Jake Busey criminally briefly. Um. Lots of people. Yeah. It was starring more people, but at least two of them got cut out of the film completely. Yeah. Um. Uh, one for time. One for. It's a movie where uh, Boyd Holbrook's character, what was his name again? McKenna. McKenna is uh, his unit, i.e. two other people, are he's... horribly injured in a spaceship crash during a, a, a assassination mission in Mexico, because he's like a military sniper. US Army Ranger, yeah. He witnesses some alien stuff, he takes some alien tech and sees an alien. And cut to a few years later or whatever, or like a little bit later. It's not a few years. It's, it's like, like a few months or something. Isn't if it? that, because he's been away from home for a bit, is the implication. Yeah, but like I he's think... not been home in that. Time, no, I think they 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 say he's estranged from his wife anyway. Right. Okay. So he he spends most of his time in country, not there anyway. Yeah, like he's a lousy husband, but he's a damn good soldier. Yeah, that's an actual line in the movie. Um. Uh, mm. So, uh, he 
keeps a bit of the tech as a bargaining chip because eventually he gets brought back in and psych-evaluated so that they can have an excuse to just throw him in with other people with PTSD and mental conditions from the military and this, that and the other, so he can never talk publicly about what he saw. That same alien eventually breaks out of the research facility, which is a place that has been studying these guys forever. Since Yeah, specifically the reference 87, 97... And it's been happening more ever since. Yeah. <laughs> so implying that we've had the planet has been visited by a lot more of these aliens, but we're going to specifically mention the I two years that the first two movies are set, just so you guys know that those movies are. There's a, thing. a moment where she's where one of them's looking through some images, and one of them says 1990. Mm. Is that Concrete Jungle? I I can't. I honestly cannot believe that Concrete Jungle is canon in any universe. Well, there's two versions of it. There's three. There's a graphic novel, there's a novel, and there's the game that was inspired by the novel. I can honestly do not want to believe... That was a decent PS2 game. Any though. version of Concrete Jungle is It was canon. a decent PS2 game, like Stealth Tactics. Oh, yeah, it, look, it yeah. looks fine. I've not played it, but it looks I'll fine. I'll track it down. I'll see if it's in Gotham um, Games over Christmas and bring it home. Probably. I used to have a copy of it. I really enjoyed it. Um... But that's because I was an idiot. Uh, I mean, I had AVP Extinction and I thought it was good. The second AVP. It was basically a crap. Game it was basically really. a crap um, Rome or. Um, yeah, yeah. What, what, those, what were those ones where you Real like. Real time strategy game. Command and Conquer? Is that yeah, one yeah. Of them? Yeah. Uh, so, but with aliens. Um, and Predators. So he's thrown in with a bin of loonies, a loony bin. There's uh, got to be a good way to explain this plot. Who are basically all crazy people. And then the Predator breaks out of the facility and he's like, right, we're all going to get sent to the crazy place and probably kill the lobotomized. Or you can help me catch this thing and bring it back to the military lot that won it. And then they'll let us off, probably, we guess, maybe. Um, so meanwhile, his son has got hold of some of the tech that he mailed home. He mailed it to a P.O. box, but he couldn't. He had to stop paying for his P.O. box. He couldn't pay for it anymore. So it went to his home, and his son got hold of it. And that triggered a signal that attracts <clears throat> another predator down to Earth. A predator that is in pursuit of the previous predator. So it's now a cat and mouse game of predator tracking humans to get its stuff back for reasons, and bigger predator coming to track down the other predator. And, and it's ship. And it's and ship. It's cargo. And it's cargo uh, using dogs that have dreadlocks and lizard faces. And in case you can't tell from our tones already, guys, last week we bathed in our love for the Predator yeah. franchise. Even the shite stuff we spoke about and found stuff to, to natter on about. Hey, and... I've been reading Batman vs. Predator this, this, this last couple of days. And yeah, there's some good stuff in there. That first miniseries is really good. Yeah, there's some stuff out there. That yeah. second one is not good. Oh, no. I'll show you some of the art later. It's fucking horrible. Oh, but you can probably tell from our tone already, we oh. do not enjoy The Predator. The Predator is like... Independence Day Resurgence, which we'll elaborate more on in the spoilers. It's like three or four or maybe more mm. uh, plots <laughs> jammed into one film. All of them not complex either. No. But enough to distract from the but, yeah, the, the previous one when it, it suddenly changes gear again. The movie feels like it's too complex because there's so much going on. Mm. Because it's it's um, Frank Decker and Shane Black who wrote the script. Right. Which is 
so upsetting because you were looking before nice you were looking before at um Shane Black's writing, writing but credits. specifically writing and directing credits. Yeah, yeah. So out of the movies that he's written and directed, there are four Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. With Danny Jr. and Val Kilmer. Yeah. Um Iron Man Three uh, The Nice, nice guys. guys. Three by three there, three yeah. pretty damn brilliant movies. And then The Predator. The Predator. Which, as a script, does not work. Nope. As an edit based on clear improvs on the day that are just left in, tonally does not work. There are chunks missing from this movie. And and shows. the action is almost hard to follow in places. Yeah. The action's choppily edited and it's not particularly well shot because it's too fucking dark. Now, is this Shane Black's first sort of CGI heavy flick because I know Iron Man 3 of course has loads of visual effects shots like hundreds of thousands Iron Man 3 probably has a but lot more Man, CGI in it but Iron Man 3 also has a human narrative and a human driven narrative yeah, right down to the plot of the movie being Tony is without the suit and has to rely on Justice Smarts alone to solve the problem Tony is a man but also all of the action scenes in that really are in daylight apart from the one that isn't which is um Glowing people firing lava stuff from their hands in yeah. a small town that's covered in Christmas lights. So even yeah. then, it's like you know, visually the stuff to see in this not so much. Now it's not AVP Requiem bad in terms of I how think dark it, was, it, is. it was also probably not helped by the fact that we were watching it in three D. Because yeah, because opening you, night and that was the only way to watch it because you do get and it didn't. The first showing wasn't until six fifteen on the day it opened. Yeah, that's oh, that, that is weird. Mm. Um, that is strange. Remember, they knew that there was no point putting it on during the day in terms 15, of its audience, and, and, and it was a pretty term time for for an, for an early evening, fifteen. Yeah, and for an early evening screening, it was a pretty like sort of fairly packed screen. It was about yeah. a quarter full, yeah, uh, on a weeknight and stuff. So, it's, um, like, it's... there were people. They were. I think everyone who was there tonight wanted to see this, as did we. There were and, the people who were like, a new Predator, sign me the fuck up. And I got a feeling of dejection from the cinema mm. when it ended. Because it ends badly. Yep. Which we'll get to when we do it spoilers. Leaves on, it leaves you um, on such a... a, a it's just such a, a gross note. It's just a mess. There are chunks missing from it. Like, clearly. Like, characters leave one location, appear in a completely different location. With a without, new set of wheels. With, yeah, with... And, like, they've... Twice that happens, actually. Yeah. And it's mm. like, just people just keep turning up. There's, there's one moment... Um, not, it's not really a spoiler, but there's one moment where they leave a house and then they're in a camper van yeah. which has a bunch of fucking weapons in it with no explanation as to where they got it mm. or why all the weapons are in there. And it's just like, what, what the fuck are they in a fucking camper van from? Nearly everything that happens in relation to the bigger predator coming down and finding where they are is a byproduct of coincidence to the point where after four or five in a row, you're like, really? Is this how the plot's advancing? Mm. Kid randomly springs open one thing from Gauntlet. Kid randomly activates Mask at this point, and it pinpoints the location. Well, Why does it have to be found and be the property specifically of that kid of his? Yes, the PO boxing explains it, but it's like, really? Well, he is scanning for the mask. It's true, but it makes that world incredibly small. But he's actively looking. No, that's for that that's, that's true. Though. That's true. But I just mean in terms of the idea of a predator coming to Earth to deal with another predator, not aliens, not clean up thing like a requiem, or whatever. Like but that it is though. It is. But again, it's it's that weird world of coincidence. Oh, he gets the mask back to the predator just in time for that one to arrive, and it's like 
you could there were more interesting narrative threads dangling there like you could have had a whole thing with the if the kid had the mask for longer and that became the chase thing do you know what i mean but it gets yeah. it, get, it gets back to the other predator just in time and it may well for that predator to then have the other one arrive and come to a fight and it's like okay well why did the kid have it in the first place then why not just have that have it because as we find out later in the film without going to spoilers yet that first predator is on a bit of a, a ticking I'm not, a I'm, ticking clock of I'm not sure I have I, a thing to get done I'm not sure I understand your particular problem no it, it's more it's more just um, because... a problem of the film at large we were talking about this before that there are several more interesting stories it yeah. could have told and the pacing is all over the and then it chooses place. not to yeah the pacing's all over the place because big chunks of it are missing mm. it feels like it, it sort of, it sort of goes here's an interesting idea but we're not going to go further than yeah. saying that it exists. I know they did, like, oh, I know they did okay. a ton of reshoots. Yeah. Oh, really? And, yeah. Oh. And it's it just feels like the studio chopped it to fucking bits. It feels like a lot. It feels very much like Ghostbusters twenty sixteen in places as yeah. well because there are several scenes in a row in the second act where the loonies, the, the core group, are interacting, and it's all comedy. And it's comedy. It's comedy. Yeah. It's comedy. It's comedy. And it keeps intercutting the flow yeah. in a way where you're like, you guys have improved, and you've liked it and you've left it in. Yeah. But you've left it in whenever they did it and it's disrupting the flow of the no. movie. Because Keegan-Michael Key has improved and everyone liked it so they left it in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and not, I don't think, I don't think he or his dialogue per se is obnoxious. No. But the frequency of it becomes obnoxious. Yeah. And that's a that's an editing and pacing. And there certainly are some obnoxious things in this movie. Good God. Um, but let's talk let's talk pros, because I think I think some people will be like, oh they hate it and I don't need to listen any further. Um but there is some stuff in there. If you are pred curious as we are. Pred curious. <laughs> pred curious and you want to see it, uh, I'm a little I, I do recommend I do recommend if you're a big Predator fan seeing it, but if you've got Limitless or whatever, use that. Or if you can get an early matinee and like a weekday matinee or something where you're only spending a few quid, do that. Cause this is not one to seek out. Um, but there are bits that are like when when it's practical effects for the creature, they look great. Yeah. And it's ADI back in the saddle, yeah. first time since AVP record. The effects and generally in this. I've heard of, I've heard a criticism that some of the effects towards the end feel unfinished, which I didn't feel so much. I think it's more the fact that you were suddenly dealing with just a CGI creature. Yeah. That it, the lack of mix of practical and CGI. Yeah, does maybe, sort of maybe. Detract from it. The same way that in the, the Thing prequel. Oh, the, yeah. The, the yeah, creatures yeah. all stand out because they're all CGI. And it's like, huh. Whereas yeah. a mi- the reason why CGI and practical effects should always be hand in hand is because CGI helps aid the practical effects in bits that are harder to pull off. And yeah. vice versa, the CG, the practical effects then convince the eye that the CGI is real. So when you see that physical effect of the T Rex looking through the window in Jurassic Park and the rain looking at the kids at Lex's flashlight, when you then cut to the CGI one, like standing on the truck and trying to bite the bottom of the truck, you're like, "That's the same creature." I'm looking yeah. at the same thing. Yeah. Whereas in this, the second Predator is, I believe, completely CGI. I don't remember seeing seeing a single practical shot of the second Predator ever. Not sure about that. Yeah. The first Predator definitely there were practical shots. Oh yeah, and some great practical, lovely shots screaming well. moments. There's a bit where the, this <clears> film, this, I mean, here's here's sort of an example of how the tone's odd. Yeah. This film has a moment as uh, as the first two Predators definitely do. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it has it in Predators, but. It's first two predators definitely do. 
where they establish that if you are an unarmed and not attacking it, it leaves you alone. Yeah. Because it's it's not sporting, it's not honourable. Like, it leaves you be. It is there to hunt and to combat and fight. This film does it really on the nose because it's a naked Olivia Munn crouched on the floor. Yeah. And it's sort of like, oh, so they're going as far as they possibly can. She is, However, she is naked and helpless. Thankful that they restrain from doing yeah. any booty shots yeah, yeah, or they, they, anything like that. Which, fair enough, but it also was like, did you need to go that like, because the way they do it is this contrived um, decontamination thing. I mean, it's actually a pretty good up. gag. It is a good gag, but it's also like, right, did you just create that so you could have her naked when the Predator approaches her and go, I, you have nothing on you, I will leave you alone. I didn't get but that But I will still it. roar at you a bit. I didn't get that from it at all. I think maybe I just felt it was a little seedy because it was like, you've invented that device and this is the this is the... This is the yeah. firing of that gun. I saw it, <laughs> I saw it as, as the gag being that she has to go through this overly long... Yeah, oh no, absolutely. Process but she could have... she could escape well, she, from this she, lab. She could have not been naked for that moment. She could have just been... She could have just gone... And crouched, like, midway or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, she's but, got the bio suit off or whatever. But I, I think but, that the gag still would have worked if she hadn't been naked. What was, I with, don't what think was with the comedy naked. sci-fi trank, trank gun that she then had that looked like a super soaker? I don't know. I'm assuming there is a scene in that that got cut where someone gives her that and tells her how to use it because she picks it up as if she knows how you fucking use it. So, like, her role is she's a biologist consultant for the military, specifically for undocumented or as yet undiscovered species, and occasionally anything they feel might be extraterrestrial, they call in her for her advice. Yeah, to take a look at it. But it seems like she's never been called on before. Yeah, or she's at least, on, or at least not, list. or at least like not for this kind yeah. of thing. Um, and she's brought in to see the Predator, and and oh, and they're called. It's called the Predator in this movie. This is the first time they're called the Predator. Yeah, they call, uh, they, it's a, they they openly say it's a nickname. Yeah, it's like the Predator. She's like, what the Predator? She's like, they're like it's a nickname because you know it comes and it hunts. She's like, yeah, but it sort of does it for sport. That's more like that's a hunter. That's that's a that's a oh I can't remember what they call it's a sports it. Sports hunter. Sports yeah, sports hunter. And the guy says, yeah, we all thought the Predator was cool, right? And we goes, yeah. And he's like, yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay. Okay, so it's the Ralph breaks the internet joke again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because you're acknowledging it's dumb. <laughs> I think this movie does a generally pretty good job of acknowledging the dumb things that happen in it and the dumb things people say in it. Mm, but well, it I think, like quite... the Meg, it doesn't go far enough. No, it doesn't go far enough. And I think it probably went further at one point mm. because it's a Shane Black script. Yeah, and the studio put back on it. Shane, I'm not. I'm Trevor Slattery. I'm an actor. Yeah, Black, like, yeah. like he will go to an extra length to make something a bit more absurd so that it is not what you expect but at the same time is completely it's completely convinced and behind what it's doing yeah and and that conviction sells you on it and I whereas feel in like... this it did sort of feel yeah like they 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 hold the reins a bit too much and I, th- I feel like Fox were unwilling to go that far in which case why the fuck did you hire Jane Black for this that's true that's um, true. Well, they did it because he... Oh, he did The Nice Guys and he did Iron Man 3. We should definitely get him. Oh, and, and he was in the, the, he was in the original one, yeah. Predator and he wrote all the best lines on the spot for the original Predator. So we should get him in. Which is apocryphal. I don't know if that's that's true. I know he was on the set. He definitely, wrote, the he definitely wrote some of the lines on yeah. the fly that stuck with it. Probably all of his own and occasionally Jesse Ventura lines, I Who imagine. Who knows? Who knows? Well, didn't, um, he, didn't he allegedly come up with They Ain't Got Time to Bleed? That's one of his, apparently. Maybe. Trevor read that this last week. Okay, that, that's got, one of his. He suggested that. Duck. That's, that's a great moment. That's a good moment. Um, well, it's just that. It's just that. You're, you're hit, man. You're bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed. And just his look in the background, sort of like, I, yeah. 
uh, for a second he's just like okay. all right <laughs> so, all right don't be weird about it um <clears throat> i ain't got time to bleed um this movie does two vocal callbacks to the original that are kind of painful um it has a visual callback to the first one in the form of a piece of equipment um yeah implying i suppose that it is that mask from the first movie which i suppose is possible because no. the predator's armor doesn't seem to get eradicated by its own tech in this there's a moment where someone holds up a, the predator mask and it deflects uh yeah but a, i think a the weapon. explosion would have destroyed it you you say that but don't you need dumb MacGuffin artifacts to fuel sequels in these things where the uh, first movie kind okay. of is its own thing and there's not really a need to tell more stories, but they have to find ways listen, to tell more stories. Listen, there's some... That that bloody uh, musk uh, rifle or whatever, uh, the, the handgun that the Predator the pistol, held, yeah. the pistol the Predator held and gives Danny Glover number two, would not have been in mint condition on its belt. It would have been crumbling by this point because it wasn't in a case being looked, looked after, after by a museum. He looked after it. Yeah, on his fishnet pants. Yeah. Walking around space with it. Listen, like, you... Check out my pistol! It's got I'm a predator! It's got varnish on it. Aren't um, the Predator ships dull inside? Yeah. And the sad thing is, it seems like they've carried that over from AVP Requiem. Because Wolf's ship is like that in- inside. Instead of going with the Predator 2 sort of slightly misty... Like like Rita Repulsa glowy, Power Rangers yeah. villain base look, which looks more interesting. Yeah. Or even the AVP Requiem, like, stone, Aztec, throne kind of thing. Mm. Uh, from AVP. Yeah. Uh, like, that's more interesting. And this is just grey and metallic and dull and... Yeah. Uh, so some of the visual design in this movie leaves a little to be desired. Mm. You leave the Predator tech. Because you do see a lot of the Predator tech and Predator language. Um, there's some nice stuff with that. Like, there's a translation yeah. thing, which means at one point it speaks to them and, and the computer speaks what it's saying. And you realise, wow, they've kind of got a bit of a sense of not only eloqu- eloquence... But a bit of a sadistic sense of humour. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, okay, I'm fine with that. That's fine. There's a nice bit where like, you see them speak to each other, like the graphics go up on screen and transform to English. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I didn't hate that because it was used sparingly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay. You're not having like full-on philosophical conversations and exposition with each other. Yeah, like, like a Terry Nation script. But it is it sort is literally of... just as little... But it is a, it is a, need it, from them. it is a bit of a sign of it being lesser storytelling than the previous three. Because yeah. the previous three, you learn everything you need to know from the Predators by what you see and by their, by their physical actions. motions and yeah, actions. Yeah. And in this one, it's like, no, they're going to have to speak. It's like, are they? Do they have to? I, I don't guess know, they do. I don't know that you could have got quite as much out of this well, you if say, they hadn't. Well, you say that, but Sterling K. Brown and Olivia Munn do nothing but like give theoretical exposition yeah no no I mean the predator specifically oh yeah but even yeah. After, even after we see something they then go like yeah. I believe that it's on a reconnaissance mission because that the other one had something that it wanted to get hold of and it's like how do you know that yeah oh you don't know that you just know that because the dumb audience need to know it apparently yeah it's just it's, yeah. it felt insulting and I think spoilers can divulge that a bit further. Yeah, let's dive into spoilers. Yeah, so because... here we are at the 47 and a half minute mark. Don't go see Predators. The Predator. Go see Predator and see Predators and see Predator 2. They're great. Don't go see The Predator. Don't go see The Predator unless you're willing to spend good. a small amount of money. Or it's on Netflix like in a year and you're like, oh, go on then. Yeah. Um, 
let's get the cons. Why do you cast Boyd Holbrook, who's proven to be quite interesting and charismatic, yeah. and not let him be interesting or charismatic beyond a few lines? Mm. Mm. Like, early on, there's a really nice bit where he says, like, touch me again like that and I'll break your fucking neck. And then he looks at the guy who's busted him and says, oh, sorry, did I say that out loud? Yeah. yeah. And that's like, that's kind of cool. And then they repeat it. And you're like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. He gets given in the third act, especially several lines that you feel with the film was the film going, "Hey, eighty style quips." And it's like doesn't yeah. work mostly because the editing. Like yeah. at the end when he kills it, he goes like, "What did you say?" It gurgles very briefly and he goes, "Shut up!" But he shoots it in the face. And you're like, "What?" Like was that the, meant to be cool? The the movie sort of changes tones as it goes on. It's yeah. like, it it morphs from. It's all in the music, so it, it uses a lot of the Predator theme da, at the start and reworks that da, theme. Yes, we all know how the theme goes, Chris. You don't need to fucking hum it. Da, 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 doing da, da. That, he did that in the car all the way fucking home from the cinema. Da, oh, stop! Da, 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 da. Da, da. Uh, don't. If you, if you hum that theme one more time, I'm going to remove all your teeth. With this beer bottle? No. American History X With style. my toes. Oh, I mean, I'll be honest. Kind of turn on. Mm, okay, maybe not. Um, so yeah, he uses the Predator theme a lot at the start in different variations and incorporates it into new into new score material, which I can get down with. Um, you're, down, you're down to clown. I can, I can get down with that. But then the, the music sort of changes halfway through to be like, heroic action themes. Yeah. And it doesn't really fit the characters that we're following. Like, I think this is the first... I mean, I, that's a tonal thing as well, but I think this is the first Predator that isn't a horror in any way. Yeah. Like, the first, one is, the first one is an action horror sci-fi. Yeah. The second one is a sort of action sci-fi with a heavy emphasis on horror. The third one is kind of a, a horror sci-fi movie. Like, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a slasher film in a game reserve. This one really doesn't do much toward horror at no. all. There's and, and, that, and the tone is very yeah. much like that, especially like say with the score from the middle. The score is heroic deeds. We're gonna fight the alien creature. Yeah. And it's just like what? And it's, it is a definite sort of switch in the movie, mm. as as you're supposed to start treating these sort of misfits as heroes, noble heroes, and they're yeah. not noble. They're Twats. They're broken. Yeah. In in and I think that's that would be a more interesting direction to go in. Yeah. But, well, well you made a great suggestion on the way home. You said why wasn't that bus full of other people who've been witness yeah. to these similar events that are alluded to. That's so a that more they all have something to fight yeah, for. Yeah, absolutely. That they all have something to fight for. Because I then said, like, yeah, like they don't want to get the predator to give it back to the yeah. army as a bargaining chip for their own freedom. They want to expose it to the world at large and be like, We're not crazy. Look what's been happening. But instead, they have to yeah. put all this backstory in yeah. about how this person had this horrible thing happen to them, and this person had this horrible thing happen to them. Also, here's Alfie Allen doing a terrible Irish accent. Yeah, not great. Yeah, <laughs> no. Thomas great. Jane has Tourette's. He was entertaining. He was entertaining. I'm not sure they handled it great. There's one moment that's gross. It, it, yeah. it's, it's the pussy joke. Yeah, it's just like that's... the whole film stops for a moment. Because also they don't... They don't just go... They just let it go on rather than turning around. Some, anyone turning around and going, it's Tourette's. It's Tick. Yeah, it, it's a good 30 seconds yeah. in. Keegan-Michael Key goes like, he didn't specifically mean your pussy. 
Like he's yeah. sort of like there was, the, oh, there was the only moment where he's like he's not yeah and that's saying something inappropriate to you close as they get to explaining it. But it's away. also the only moment in the movie where he explicitly just like says something like that. Yeah. The rest of the time it's just sort of like a tick or he shouts a swear word briefly. Well, it, people goad him into it as well. Yeah. Like he's he's clearly got some sort of parity nature to his to his um threats. Ticks. Yeah. Um But it's the fact that the film grinds to a halt for that line. Yeah. It's just like what? And it's just ooh. Um It's weird. It's it's odd. Um like I said, Keegan Michael Key's character, like he's very much the Hawkins of this bitch. Like he's just yeah. spouting out inappropriate jokes, um, or going like, "What is that? I don't understand. What's going on? What's going on?" And too it's much not, of it. it's not, yeah, and it's not his fault. It's too much. It's just the frequency yeah. of, of of them having those moments, and they do it's so distracting. They do the why do you call them predators? Shouldn't they be called hunters? Thing twice, mm. and it feels like there should be a third one to round it out. Because, you know, good laughs come in threes. <clears throat> but it just doesn't go Fuck, anywhere. Do it when the Predator's talking yeah. over the con thing and be like, we are not here to prey on you. We are not Predators. We are here to hunt. Or something like that. Yeah, and have someone yeah. go, see? And, you know what I mean? Just something like that. I don't know. Let's talk about something that really pissed me off. This is not so much a spoiler as it was, but I've been saying in the podcast before that it really annoyed me in the trailer that it revealed there was a bigger predator and they were going to fight because I was it like, didn't annoy me particularly, which is fine. But I, I, think, I think for me, it's just because I remember the marketing for predators was very much that it yeah. was. Now there are bigger ones, and uh, at some point, the, the one you know is going to fight the bigger one. It's like, okay, um, that was that was the plot. That was it. It wasn't, in terms though. of the predator, no. In terms of the predator side, of the plot in terms of the alien involvement on that surface level and, and what the, the journey yeah. it took us on in the set pieces. On the surface it was level, predator, bigger predator, kill smaller predator. Now we fight bigger predator. And I was just like, is this all we've got? Movie? Is this really all we've got? I know the premise of the original three is very basic, and that's its that's the strength of that See, first I... film and its sequels is that it's a very basic premise tweaked slightly to feel different because of the playground or the the stakes but then in this one it just sort of was like do what the last one did see I was actually surprised yeah. because I thought there was plenty to discover in that back half of the movie after the after the second predator arrives because they don't try and keep it a secret in the film that there's another predator after him it's, yeah. it's, oh, oh, it's established yeah. Yeah. straight away yeah well there's, um, a, there's a ship after it yeah. and then about 25 minutes in you see the first footage of another ship yeah. being piloted and, and it's like are those dogs yeah they're yeah. dogs I guess so um, stu- oh god the dog companion for me I, I actually <sighs> thought that they kept a lot out of the trailers of what was actually going on. Hmm. The only thing that you know is that there's a bigger predator. That's yeah. that's the only thing the trailers really spoiled for me. Yeah, that's fine. Which and I thought there was enough going on. I think I just would have enjoyed that Meg style curveball of wait what? I don't think that was supposed to be the curveball though. Oh no, but I, I wonder how. I wonder if the experience would have been slightly more surprising had we not known at all. Do you know what I mean? It's like when that. Mo- when no. that moment happened without any shit build up and then it being that him holding him in the corridor against the wall and then that arm comes to the wall it's, not, it's fir- our first thing of wait what? Yeah but it's not set up to be that though. I know. But even, uh, but, even in the yeah. film itself it's not set up to No be no that. of course but I just, I just I feel again I think it's a missed opportunity thing with this there's so many interesting angles and I'm always like yeah, did, they, I mean, did they take the right angle? I don't think they that's did That's what there. I'm saying I, oh, think, yeah. I think there's so much going on that they didn't show in the trailers but that's because I think there's too much going on I mean, Jake Busey. 
like you say, yeah. his, his character name acknowledges that he's definitely likely the son of or related to. He he has um, been confirmed. Yeah, again, I don't get why you're getting hung up on no, this. No, no, well, well, he yeah. has been confirmed by the production to yeah. be the son of uh, Gary Busey's character in Predator 2. Yeah, but that's not in the film. That's confirmed by the production. That's like, oh, Lando's pansexual. It's well, not, is there evidence it's not of that like in that Solo? It's not like that at all. Well, because he, they share a surname and yeah. he studies the Predators. He has a clear fear of them. Right. And he doesn't want it to escape. Right. That's fine. But what I'm saying is, I, I take that. What I'm saying that. is, if I take seen... that and I accept that. But again, there is more you could do with that that would be more interesting. Granted, than granted. Just, than just hinting, but I oh, don't this guy's think... related to the guy from Predator 2. I, I think that the criticism that they don't do enough to make explicit. Oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, that's not my gripe. I think I'm wording it wrong. You are definitely wording it wrong because that is what you said was your gripe. Yeah, no, 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 no <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I worded it wrong. That, yeah. like, that, the, point, the point I'm trying to make basically is like there is more of an interesting thread there. Like what you're saying, the suggestion, there's more meat on those bones. But yeah, they don't do enough with it. And they don't do enough with but it. And it's, it's, it's a shame because it's like, oh. If you've seen Predator 2, then it's immediately you know, obvious. You know full well there's like yeah. a Dark Horse comic one shot about it or something. And it's like, that's fine. Why is that not in the film? Yeah. But if you've seen Predator 2, it's, you know, by the simple virtue of the fact that it's Jay fucking Busey that it's his son. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yeah, there's a difference, there's a difference between failing to explain something and being explicit about it. Oh, yeah, 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 that's fine. Yeah, yeah that's, I, I agree there. I just, yeah, the, I guess the point I was trying to make more was just that, you know, there's there's more meat on those bones. Yes, they, chose they could absolutely those. do more with it, but I don't. I mean, think... we were saying before, if it was the convicts or people who dealt with it before, was like the thing that drew everyone together. Yeah, you could have had it so that he was also part of that, and it's like, yeah, no, I've I've been trying to freaking expose this for yeah. years. My dad would have been a, by one would have been things. a way more interesting way to use that character. Absolutely, yeah. and it would have been it would have been a better way because here's another thing: this has been marketed as a reboot for the franchise, so that soft reboot territory of yeah, like. Yeah. The others exist, but here's a great jumping on point. Except it isn't. It isn't. Because this because, film yeah. really relies on you knowing or giving a shit about the previous movies. Yeah, because like I say, it's so much of it, of the, of what's going on is you have to sort of use your knowledge of the other films to sort of work out what is happening. Yeah. And that is Which not isn't how necess- you do a reboot. No. It's not... A, it's unless, not- unless you do that thing of, my father did this, yeah. or... Um, here's some testimonies, and you cut to Dutch being, and it, being honestly, interviewed about like the events of the original movie or something. You go, oh my god! Like it would not surprise back. me yeah. at all if that was a in the script and b mm. shot, yeah, or stuff like that was in the script and shot, and it was just cut because this has got some serious problems with bits missing. But it's very confident that it's the start of something new. Should we talk about the last scene? Fuck's sake. Yeah, let's talk about the last scene and let's talk about something else, anything so, else. at the beginning of the movie, the Predator ship is crashing. And, yeah. And uh, it shows you a pod being ejected from the ship. No, it's not ejected from the ship. No, it's... it's... It shows you the pod... Again, this is, this mm. is bad editing. Oh, it right. shows you the pod on the ship. Yeah. And then it shows you the Predator get into another pod... Which is the pod right. that's ejected from the ship. Because yeah, because the way it's edited, it looks like he's escaped yes. in that one. Yes. And then has gone and found his wreckage. It's not. It's, but, and there's a few moments oh, like that gosh. in this. Um, but but you see, but there's a, the point is there's that long shot where you see it and you see this thing ejected from the back of it. Yeah. Which, the way it's edited, it makes you think it's the Predator. Yeah. 
But then at the end no, of the film... No, it is the Predator. Oh, that one was. Okay, yeah. yeah. Because when you go back to the ship at the end of the film, the mm. pod's still where it was. Right, gotcha. So Because they, they make a point of, like, he made sure that this was left behind, so no matter what happened, like, we would find this. Yeah. Um, and they're like, right, okay, and plucky child of of main guy is working at the desk. It's okay, like, we need to talk about like the child seven. character, actually. We need to talk let's, about let's the child t- character. Let's touch on that character. So... Let's just finish this and then we'll talk about the child character. Okay. Let's finish this thread. One, one thought at a time. One so, time. the... Oh, God. So, they get to the pod yeah. and the scientists around it and a scientist character is introduced at the end uh, either through very bad editing, watching Boyd Holbrook from a balcony and then suddenly appearing on the stairs next to him or because there's another character watching from the balcony that they're going to touch on later in another instalment, and then this guy appears. I honestly think that was just bad editing. I I wouldn't be surprised if they were doing yeah. it on purpose. Yeah, so they could retroactively. I would shocking. be surprised if they did it on purpose. They could retroactively put like Danny Glover or Schwarzenegger in or something in a later yeah, instalment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they get uh, they get into the thing. And it's like it left this thing, and it made sure we, that we'd find it, even if it even if it died, like we'd find this pod. Yeah, because the ship gets blown up, but yeah. this pod survives. And they open it, and this sort of hover thing comes out. A scientist approaches it. Uh, oh, the kid deciphers that based on the predator language, it's been called the predator killer, which makes no sense because the nope. predators don't call themselves predators. Nope. No, he says, "I guess you describe it as a predator killer." <laughs> Hell. So, like, he, it's he's. And at this point, I think we were both sort of looking at our watches, going, "This is this, this is the this end is of the, the movie, end, right? Yeah, this is going to be the end of the movie, or is this going to be a?" Is this like the real end of Act 3? Like, what's yeah. going on? Yeah, it was the end of the movie, because yeah. this thing latches the scientist's wrist and suddenly terraforms all over him, and he becomes a giant, like... I suppose the best way to describe it would be if a, if the Predators dis- designed a Terminator, I guess would be the best way to describe it. It looks like a robot it's Predator. It's like a cross between a Predator and Sector and Cyrax from Mortal Kombat. Yes! Yeah. With... I, once, I once turned a Bionicle into a Predator. Yeah. Because it had like a mask thing. Yeah. I gave it dreads made out of black plastic yeah. stuff and blades. This is what it looked like. It's a mecha predator. Yeah. And it's got oversized like freaking Rob Liefeld-esque guns oh, man, and so blades. Guns. And then it detaches itself from the scientist and he's panicking and freaking out. And Boyd Holbrook's looking down at it and the head scientist goes, what is that? And he said, my new outfit. I hope it comes in 42 long. And it's like, yes, what? Very good. And then the credits roll. Very so good. the film's implying... That this is part one of dot 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 question yeah. mark, and that the next one's going to feature Boyd Holbrook in a CGI armored suit. No, fighting thank you. predators because apparently the predators know that our species is reaching its end at some point within the near or not too see, distant future. I think I think this is where the the problem one of the problems is because <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> When they first, I don't think that's my big problem. Hey, when they float that idea, I don't think that they're trying to imply that the predators are going to invade and wipe us out. Not necessarily. Yeah, they're, or, or, uh, yeah. or they're. Well, no, it sort of implied to me that they wouldn't be against coming down to end us quicker once they've got what they need. I don't even think it's that. I think I think what they're trying to say is that they're they're getting what they can out of the species before it dies out, and then once we've yeah. died out. Because they're seeing what we're doing on our planet, and they know we're going to die out in a relatively short. They'll come back, clean up, and use the planet. They'll come back, and they'll and they'll take the planet for theirs. Because because this film basically it changes the mythos slightly, or at least it gives us new information. I mean, obviously in real life, it changes the mythos. They've just rewritten what some it means previously to be a new thing. 
and that's fine. Like you want to tell new stories, that's cool. Um, but it, how uh, the predators like always keep trophies. The trophies where it keeps the spine are usually the most honourable kills based on what we've seen in the previous movies. Yeah. If this confirms that it's not the almost honourable kill. It's opponents they deem worthy or superior to the rest of their species. Which is more or less the same thing. Yeah. And then they take spinal fluid extract from the marrow of the spinal column. And they mesh it with their own DNA. To make themselves stronger or leaner or faster or whatever. Yeah. And the predator in this movie is part human. On my mother's set. Remember Phoenix? Think I can't, I can't do this right now. So it's too late in the evening. which is stupid because this predator looks a lot like the the OG style and the OG style one that appears in Predators. It's got like a bit of a longer chin and stuff and a bit more of a wider brow and everything. Um, but it looks like the OG Predators in a sort of Predator Dark Horse comics AVP style. It looks armor. like a classic Predator. Yeah. So it's implying that those ones are like part human. They use human um, DNA, hence maybe why they like to hunt humans, because they're looking for the next, like, upgrade to themselves based on the ones they kill. Um, which would then imply that the predator in the first predator is doing just that. It's like, I'm going to go and get me some more cool human DNA to make myself strong again. Like that, um, It's I sort mean, of retroactively, that's what they're implying they do. Um So it's like, okay, fine, whatever. And that means the one in Predator 2, they're not just looking for sport they're looking to get something for themselves aside from just a trophy and kudos. Uh, which means predators, they are just humans and horrible humans or combat humans are brought there just as a game reserve. It's like they're, they're the practice before the yeah. predators go to Earth to hunt on it. But they also do take spines. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't remember them doing the full cleaning trophy thing in Predators though. I think it was more no, just the key takes... bloody body parts around yeah. because they're a bit more feral. But and... again, it's... And they, can... and they beat up what we now know to be sort of human hybrid predators. No, I don't think we do know them to be human hybrid predators. No, we, no, we don't, but it, it, these are things that are that you could retrofit to it should yeah, you choose but I to. Don't, I don't think they give you enough information no. either way. Based you on you, what you, we think, you think they're more X-Mening this, like they're not thinking about the continuity too hard. Partly, because it yeah. is a Fox movie, but it's also true. partly just because I don't think... <laughs> Based on what we see, based on what we see, the big predator, which is more enhanced, yeah, which has like goat legs, yeah, it's got, I like, don't it's got think... like it's got like reptilian ankles and feet. If you take and is eleven foot tall, if you take the classic predator one predator as as the base predator, mm. and you put human DNA in that, it's not really going to change it. Well, I'll have a slightly more defined jawline, like the yeah, one may- yeah, maybe, but that's it. Like, so I don't think... like the AVP ones, which are built like superheroes, yeah, because they're meant to be more yeah. heroic looking, because we're meant to believe one of them is a good guy at the end, which yeah. is so dumb, but also great design work. Whereas, because you look at it and you go, yeah, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> Whereas, I, I, yeah, I don't, don't think... take the mask off though. Oh, it took its mask off. Fuck. <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily the case with right, the 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 big predator, the super predator, mm. seems to have more different kinds of species spliced into it so it's a bit yeah. more it's bigger and it's more but this film live. shows that the key target of that because that predator's main mission this is where it got really confusing that predator's main mission was to come back because it knew that the first one was bringing something to earth to help earth defend itself yeah 
Which again, there's some more meat on those bones. And yeah, it again, to him. But that's what I mean. It doesn't that doesn't gel with the idea. It's like, that why does gonna... this predator feel like it needs to help humanity? Yeah, like, what's the point? It doesn't there? gel. It doesn't and, gel and, with the in, idea. In helping that humanity, why is it beating the shit out of them? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like, huh? Yeah. It wants to communicate, but yet the first thing it does is start killing people. Yeah. It's like, I don't understand. And then this other one has basically been sent there. This one's like a hunter tracker. This is like the wolf predator from AVP Requiem. It's there to do cleanup. It's there to get this predator, not let it give things away. And it even brings like a couple tracker dogs with it to help with the hunt. Recover technology, destroy anything left behind. Yeah. But then... It changes its mission. It blows up the original Predator ship, believes it's done the job, because it doesn't know that they've still got like some tech on it. They, it believes in that moment that it's done the job. But all they've all they've got, all that it knows that they've got at that, it doesn't know they've got anything at that moment. Exactly. But then it decides, now I'm going to hunt you because I want one of you to blend my DNA with. And we believe it's Boyd Holbrook. And then we realise yeah. it's not. It's his kid. Because earlier in the movie a weirdly off-handed piece of dialogue from Olivia Munn's character suggests yeah. that the kid's autism is a superpower because people believe that autism is the next evolutionary change for the, mental, yeah, for the mental processes of humanity. Yeah. And of course, there is a really cool idea there. And this, this kid is some kind of savant with technology. Yeah. Were this a superhero movie, that would be inspirational as fuck. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just like, hey, guess what? Your autism, it doesn't hold you back. If anything, you have different strengths. See, I don't have a problem with the fact that he then decides it's to the hunt fact that after it's a tiny done. kid and then, yeah, the predator then hunts a tiny kid. Yeah, that's the bit I... The problem yeah. I have with it is why, he, is, is why he decides who he wants to take as his main trophy. Yeah. I don't have a problem with the fact that he's completed his mission and he's like, all oh, right, well, I'm, I'm, I'll have a little bit of a hunt while I'm here. Yeah, like that's fair enough. That it's makes, the fact that the yeah. hunt is to an, a, a, a weaponless, defenseless child because based on his scan of the kid, he's yeah. like, you have autism and I want that, which is a really weird thing to say out loud. It's well, it, so it's 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 so when, badly when he, handled when he's talking and framed. To him, yeah, when he's talking if to him. If the kid were older, the... it would be less weird, I think. Well, it's not even that. It's when he's talking to him through the translator. He describes mm. that only one of you is a it's true a warrior. warrior, and it just doesn't fit with what has come of that character. So yeah, it's it's, it's dumb as sin. It's weird. It is not a good movie, and it is not. I. I would say it's the worst of the four. Oh, easily. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know just... a lot of people balk at Predators, but I don't think those people have watched it. Yeah, really. I think, I think they just assume that it's shit, but Predators, like Predators. is fine. It's a new yeah. chapter. It, it's it's the framework of the first movie changed to be more in the favour of the creatures. The problem I have... And it introduces some new cool stuff, and there's a really nice serial killer reveal and all that stuff. That the problem works I really have well. with this film is it's just such a mess. Yeah, it is a complete mess. It's all over the place. But an hour thirty five minute mess. So a bit like one of our podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> what would you rate the Predator out of? Anytime. I wouldn't rate it. It's not very good. Don't rush out and see it. I'd rate it. Why did you say that twice? And she said I didn't. It's because it rhymes like poetry. If we can get this bigger predator right, he's the key to all of this. If we can get this autistic child right, he's the key to all of this. Because he's a it's funnier so badly, It's before. so badly handled. It's so badly handled. And I see what they're trying to do with it. 
but it's so and there's so many times in this movie of like with story arcs and themes and characters Thomas and, Jane like, and Keegan Michael Key's characters yeah. they suddenly throw in an element that these two are the only survivors of a specific accident they both come from the same thing they're the only two who got out of it but specifically, and they have a very strong bond specifically Keegan Michael Key's character has PTSD because of a friendly fire incident where he blew up one of his own vehicle well one of a vehicle from from his own mm. unit and the, the Thomas only, Jane character yeah. is the only survivor yeah. of that vehicle that was blown up. So and it's like, now oh my bonded. god, you could really do something with that. And there's suggestions of it, the idea of like, he forgives him and wants him to be better. Yeah. And things like that. And, and there's all these little hints, but they don't do anything with it. Yeah. Oh, but they, they help kill each other when they're both mortally wounded. Yeah, but are they? Yeah. Because that was really weird, because it looks like Keegan Michael Key's leg shot off. But then when it cuts through on the ground, it isn't. No, but I he's think just he's, bleeding. I think he's bleeding out though. From the leg? Yeah. The the femoral artery runs through your thigh. That's true, but if you sever but, your femoral artery, you're gonna bleed out in like five, six minutes. But I don't want to have a freaking medical degree or, or an understanding of, of, of arteries to get a quick visual in a movie. I wanna I wanna see that in this uh, film. I've I think I've seen enough action movies to know that if someone gets nicked in the upper leg it's a bad time for them. Are you trying to say that you could kill a man? With his thigh. Well, not just his thigh. I need something to slash his thigh open with. Are you trying to say that the real killer was the owner of the fairground? <laughs> Listen, I... One of the big problems with the characters in this film is that in the original Predator, in all the Predator movies, really, they do a really good job of establishing who the characters are and what they're like and how much you should like them with the minimum of dialogue. Yeah. Again, we're talking about Predator, Predator 2 and Predators. Yeah. Not AVP or AVP Requiem. But yeah. Predator particularly is exceptionally good at that. Predator is so, superb at that. So that when they start getting picked off, you're like, oh, oh no, I like that guy. Mm. Predator 2 to, to a degree. None of that in this. Predators to a degree. For two reasons. One, that they don't do a good enough job of making the characters likeable. I mean, they're all the and, same character. Yeah, basically. They all do the same like, thing. Oh, they, have, they have quirks, they're a quirky, but they're all ultimately yeah. the same character. They're a quirky veteran. Um, and secondly, they leave it to way too late to start killing off yeah. the main characters. Yeah, the, I think the first one of that group to get killed is the Irish fella, isn't yeah, it? Alan, yeah. He gets his arm blown off and then presumably he gets, his head blown he gets off. snuck up on by the, the big predator. Yeah, which whose first move is to just blow his arm off. Yeah. Why not just blow his head off? Sport. That's not sport. That's kicking a deer and then shooting it. Yeah, some people, That's would, weird. Some people would define that as sport. But, oh, I suppose it's because this predator is the villain predator. Yeah. He's the baddie predator. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just watch Predator again, guys. Yeah, don't bother with the Predator. It's not very good. But you know it is very good. What? God, I hope they're good. Emails! There's so many. I'm not going to do all of them. um, Because I've been away for a week. We've got loads (laughs) to catch up on. Um, So we're just going to go... To the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Uh, Let's all go to the lobby and buy um, ourselves some snacks. I'm just going to do this one. Okay. Do me, baby. Do one. Uh, we'll probably what we'll do is because because we've got to because we've got to bank up. Um, oh, this one. 
We've, yeah, we've, I was I was actually told off for not reading this one. I had to explain that last week was a pre-record. Yes, because we've got to do some more pre-records soon. So what we'll do is we'll probably do one of those episodes where we just do a bunch of emails. Yeah, if, so you, if you guys in, are like, you, I emailed you in the last couple of weeks, you not read it out. Because yeah. last week was pre-recorded. And this week, we want to go to bed. This week, it's we're, so, we're, record, we're still recording. It's two minutes to midnight. Two minutes to midnight. Um, so, yeah, I wanna, I'm doing one email because I want to go to bed. Is it from um, Sir Biliam of Tracy I? It is. Yeah, um, you, you me this. We were both at Warp this weekend. The five-year fans were at Warp, the Manchester Doctor Who convention, which was weirdly organised. But we had fun. Although John's favourite part of the weekend was when we went for a drink in the middle of the day. Which was... <laughs> I bought a piece of merch, but it wasn't who merch. I bought the Necker Pennywise. Good. Because why not? Good. That's a weird thing to be on sale, but okay. Hey, anyway, let's get through this. <laughs> let's get through this email. Oh, God. Um, What's he done? So... Dear Big Damn Lads. <gasps> Hi, Billy. I've been catching up with the podcast over the last few days and would like to take this opportunity to thank you both again for your continued services to this same little corner of fandom and pop culture. Oh. However, oh. one thing that has troubled me occurred during a email section. <gasps> during one of these Q&A sessions, Tom Montan. Hi, Tom. Request. We've got one from Tom as well, but we're not going to read it today. We'll get there. Don't worry, Tom. Um, requested you to rate each of Doctor Who's new series with percentages. <laughs> I appreciate Tom's efforts, but I fear he has not been anywhere near thorough enough. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, I'm dreading this now. With this in mind, I would like you, to, I would like you both to rank each Doctor uh, by an exact percentage using what? however many decimal places have required... <laughs> Then swap the heads of each of those doctors and provide all of them with four arms. <laughs> now, I want you to provide every story from 1963 a rating between 1 and 4,934 with these changes in mind. Oh, so each doctor has to have the head of a different doctor and, and four arms. arms. Then, and only then, can we truly discover whether or not you are True fans. Oh, Hashtag God. rehire James Gunn. Your pal, Billy. P.S. Let's all go out for dinner again sometime. Yes, I agree. And, Lovely um, Billy. Let's not only... go to Byron, though. They have a ridiculous service charge. The only thing I can really say to that is, um, and it's an auto-suggestion by, uh, by Gmail. It's an, <laughs> yeah. an auto-suggested reply. Sure, I'd be happy to. Oh. Did Gmail pussy out on us? <laughs> Let's, um... Mm. Do you want to rate the modern doctors by percentages? Yes. Not including John Hurt or Jodie Whittaker. Using using a bit of quick mental maths. <laughs> I'm going to go... Capaldi. 31%. 31.67%. Oh. Smith. Um, seventy-two point three percent. Seventy-nine point six three percent. Yeah. Tenant. Eighty-eight point eight eight recurring percent. Eighty-five point six three percent. Eccleston. Eighty-eight point 
110%. (laughs) At all times. Morning, noon, and night. 99%. Dirt! Don't touch me! Because nobody's perfect. (gasps) Even Leckle Stone. Wow. Tom Baker gets... Um, eighty-three percent. What? Yeah, I'm surprised by that. Because, he's, isn't he your boy? Because even even when he's bad, he's quite good. <laughs> quite good. I do so hate faint praise. <laughs> give him his talking cabbage. Give him what he wants. Yes, and give us what we want, boys and girls. If you want to get in touch, bigdamncontact at gmail.com is how you can email us. Yeah. You can hit us up on Twitter at bigdamncast. You can catch us on the Twitch at twitch.tv slash bigdamstream. And most importantly, if you enjoy our podcast, tell your friends, spread the word, retweet it, reblog it, favourite it, like it, thumbs it up, buy Jingo. Give us a lovely review on iTunes. Every little thing like that really does help. And it's a nice way to show your appreciation if you're enjoying our waffles and whiffles every week. Get off my um, waffles, they're for me. Oh, God. Keep your eyes peeled on all of our Watsits in the coming weeks for, for bits and pieces. But until then, Matt will leave you with this sage advice that was once spoken to him by Noel Coward. Birds eye potato waffles, they're waffly versatile. He was a wise man. He was a